the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. It's the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Kathy, good to see you as well. How are things? Happy to see you, John. Yeah, we had lunch together here today. We sure did. Very nice. It's been. A, uh, we went to... Uh, to Olive Garden, the Olive Garden. Yeah, we used to go. I don't know if this is the case with other people who are who are back in the office post COVID. That you don't go out to eat anywhere close to as much as you did for business. As you were, this is a horrible sentence. I'm saying you don't go out as much now for business as you did prior to right. the beginning of COVID. Well, for one thing. People are still working from home. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, but I wonder if people who are back are experiencing that as well. Right, because we used to go, like, Olive Garden's, like, a, literally, like, a block from the studios we here. We could jump out of our window and land right. on it. Yeah, there are many times I wish I had, like, a sort of, like, one of those zip lines and just scurry <laughs> over and grab a breadstick and then come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be sad. All that technology for That's a breadstick. Not, i got to be honest. I, I, no, no, I, no, I agree. Yeah. The breadstick? What is the point? Nothing. There's no point to that. It fills a hole, yeah. I guess. The breadstick. But, but do I want to no. have that vacancy in my stomach filled mm. with that? No. no. I don't think it's a good no. idea. However, at the end of the meal, I'd like to have a vacancy with a little chocolate. And I wish that we would have had... We got one chocolate per person today. You gave me two. Did I? I got two. Oh, there were, there were just three. There were three of us at the table, and there who, were only three chocolates. Our friend Lee, who paid for the meal, apparently got none. Sorry, Lee. Because you had to get two. You threw it on me. You were like, here, take I, this. I, I thought that was your first one. Oh, I didn't know no, it was your I, second. I already ate my first. Oh. I'm good. Well, that's, I anyway. guess I should pay more attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy. And the Olive Garden was fine. I was del- My lunch was delicious. What did you have? I had chicken. Scampi. Scampi. I had the shrimp scampi. Right. We're like scampi <laughs> Stink. I ordered when first. When you ordered shrimp scampi, I was like, oh. I was going to order that. Yeah. I'm going to get a t-shirt. I like scampi. <laughs> I love scampi. What is scampi? Scam- it's a mixture of white wine, butter, and lemon juice. Oh, okay. Garlic. Scampi. Shrimp scampi. Anyway. It's one of my favorite things. All right. Is news happening today? Uh, sure. There's some. All right. Please, without further ado, scampi included, <laughs> give us a top four at four. For Tuesday... March 29th, 2022, for all the latest regarding the war in Ukraine, please go to your local news outlet or look online. Um, I'm going to try to touch on some different things today, and I went a little lighter in the top four, John. Okay, good. Things have been heavy. But um, the first order of business today, number one, is something really serious that happened in our local area. Uh, A stretch of interstate highway here in Pennsylvania remained shuttered today, a day after at least three people were killed and more than a dozen others injured when tractor trailers and other vehicles lost control and slammed into each other during a snow squall. Listen, I hit a snow squall yesterday on 27. You couldn't see anything. 
Uh, Interstate 81 North still remained closed this morning following the wreck. Um, it involved between 40 and 60 vehicles. Unbelievably. It was captured in videos posted on social media that showed drivers and passengers lining the road, jumping out of the way as these crashes just one after another happened. The north and southbound lanes closed several hours after the accident. Southbound reopened around 6.30 p.m. Um, numerous vehicles remained on the roadway even into today, authorities have said. Um, Dr. David J. Moylan, Schuylkill County coroner, has said three fatalities have been confirmed and that number Number could rise. 24 people taken to four hospitals. Amazing story. Our best to all of those people. Number two, the NFL, John, established new overtime rules for playoff games. Oh, thank goodness. Did you read about this yes, today? Yes, I did. About time. Yeah. Uh, following a backlash after the whole Kansas City-Buffalo thing at the end. I, I just want everybody to have a chance just in overtime. Yeah. Hold the ball. Um, and apparently ball. that's what's going to happen. Um, it's going to allow both teams an opportunity to, to possess the ball in OT during postseason games. Indianapolis and Philadelphia, who introduced the rule, according to CBS News, cited, quote, competitive equity as the reason for the challenge. Change. I heard Mike Tomlin interviewed last night, though, and he said he's against it. Why? Because he, he said we have 60 minutes in a game to decide who's best. If you couldn't figure it out by then, it should be sudden death. Okay. That's what the coach says. He's a coach. Anyway, he lost. Number three. I mean, he lost this particular vote. In overtime. Actress Jada Pinkett Smith, John, has made her first public statement since her husband, Will, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars on I Sunday night. Know. Oh, yeah. This is what she said. Quote, this is a season for healing, and I am here for it. That was her statement. Now, Will Smith, as I sent to you guys last night, issued an apology to Chris Rock, saying that his behavior was out of line, quote, and not indicative of the man I want to be. Uh, for his part, the receiving end, Chris Rock, has not made any public statements since the Oscars. Although I did hear the ticket sales for all Chris Rock events are through the roof. I heard that, too. That would be fun. That'd be a fun night. Uh And number four, Pens play the Rangers tonight, trying to make up for whatever that was. Was that Friday night, Christy? That was the worst. That was shockingly terrible. Anyway, uh, they're going to play the Rangers tonight at the paint. Uh, Puck drop is at seven, and it was announced that Tristan Jari will be in net. And that is your top four. four. Is DeSmith hurt, Christy? Um, No, I think he's been cleared to play. Okay, because that was pretty nasty. He fell back against the net. Uh, and looked like it could be potentially serious. Really? But, but he's okay. Get, apparently he's okay. Because that's what Christy says. That's yeah, the authority I mean, I'm taking it from. You know, right. don't quote me 100%. Okay, but... okay well, 80%. Yeah, he was on. He was at warm-ups the other day. Okay, oh, great. Fine, then. That's when Christy was at warm-ups. She's checking things out, reporting here for Word of Fun. Right. All righty. That's a lot of news. There is. It's, plus, uh, it's a lot coming up on today's show. we got Dr. Hugh Ross, mm-hmm. uh, our favorite radio astronomer, coming up at 440, talking about did God create evil? We'll talk about how to overcome apathy in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, we have really? does this make sense at its normal 525 uh, slot. And then Hillsong was once the leader of everything that was cool and Christian, but certainly has fallen on hard times. Cool and Christian. See, that's... That's trouble right there. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes!
<laughs> and we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes updates. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Any supplier can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towel. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. Somebody asked me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. A buddy of mine, he's a comic, he's from Australia, and talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talk like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Which I can, but that's not the point. That's the at wordfm.com slash night out. Oh, I got excited. Sorry, you guys. Tell the dude to call back. Listen. Got it. I'm in the middle of a radio show. It's the dude's Tuesday calling. on the ride home, for goodness sake. Jeez Louise. Okay, we were talking last week that um, apparently the numbers of people who are coming back to church has plateaued. Between March of 2021 and March of 2022, there was no appreciable change in the overall numbers of people who've gone to church. So those of us who work on church in church staffs and are thinking, okay, when's the rebound really going? The rebound's already happened. Right. So the numbers we've got, I think, are the numbers we're going to have. Have you had these conversations? Oh, yeah, yeah every week. Every week. Hey, where are you guys? Yeah. Listen, miss you. Come on back. Right. That kind of thing, right? Yep. Michelle Van Loon is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show, author of five books, including Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife, here today to talk to us about those who are leaving and how to support and challenge those who uh, are hanging around. Michelle, welcome back. How are you doing? Hey, 
I'm glad to be back and it's good to be with all of you listening as well. Oh, great, Michelle. It's always good to see your face. Um, now, I know that you, because we have communicated um, offline and because I followed you for a long time on social media, um, I know that you suffer from an autoimmune condition. And so COVID for you has been dangerous, different for John and than it is for John and me. But also, I'm sure a lot of people listening to the program are going to identify with your perspective. So just tell us what it's been, what, what the situation's been for you. Well, it's not fun on so many levels for, especially for a huge extrovert like me. Yeah. I'm like, where is the people? Where is the people? Two years have come. Two years have gone. We're starting year three. And so navigating um, things like being inside a crowded room with a lot of people, um, has its challenges. And there's a lot of people like me right now that have either very young kids or they're caring for maybe a medically fragile adult or they're going through chemo or, you know, they, they just get sick easily. Um, they are navigating church and some people have just for lots of different reasons, have just said, this is too much. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to just step away. Um, it's not all COVID related that's causing, I think, those numbers to plateau. Um, you know, we've, we've got everything from huge ministries that have um, crises of leadership, abuse, um, that we've got people that are just asking questions and aren't sure exactly where to where it's safe to ask them in a church or they're they're invisible. So there's let me, lots of let me break in for a minute, like, Michelle. Are you back to church in person? I'm trying. <laughs> okay. What is what does that look like? What is that? I'm trying. Um I wear a mask. My husband wears a mask. We sit um, far away from other people near a door where it feels like maybe the air is circulating better. And we have attended a service that has maybe 50 people in the sanctuary that seats 150. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of what it looks like for us right now. I've been sick actually. And so we're back to watching um, services online, but it, it's, I'm grateful for that option. Right. There are people though, that have found that um, this pause in in-person service attendance has become a bit of a you know, it's a habit. Maybe church is just more painful than um, renewing and worshipful. And so I've had a lot of conversations in the last few weeks with people who've said, I'm done. My life is actually less stressful now that I'm not attending church. You know, I, I love Jesus. I listen to Christian radio or podcasts and read books. And I've got a few Christian friends and that feels like enough for me. 
So, right. And I think that's probably, that's not an unusual comment or thought. I think a lot of people have reached that conclusion in their lives, which is really sad. So why is that, Michelle, from your perspective? Do you think it's just people stepping away and then just getting used to a habit and not wanting to break it? Or you think that stepping away has caused them to reevaluate things and maybe consider stuff that they hadn't before? I think in a lot of cases, people, we've been forced by the pandemic and just the events of our world to rethink a lot of the ways that we're doing things. We see people who are quitting jobs that they've always hated, or, you know, if if you've gone to a restaurant, you've seen, you know, it's like everyone's looking for service staff, um, that kind of thing. There's, there's a lot of realigning and reevaluating that's going on um the the churches that are willing to kind of ask the people in their actual community not just read stuff online but actually engage with people that they're not seeing so much anymore um you know or people that never made it back um being able to really listen to what they're saying um is I think part of what it's going to take for all of us Mm. to go forward. Mm. What's interesting. Okay. So Michelle, there you are, you're in the state of Florida and you're showing (laughs) up to church wearing a mask. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've got to get a lot of pushback from people who see you in the congregation, right? Well, we explained to the pastor, um, I'm going to be the last person who can take off a mask. I don't have a functioning immune system and I am infusing the plasma product made from about 150,000 other people to stay alive. So the fact that I'm even here is like, it's just stretching me and, um, and I'm grateful to be alive and I'm grateful to be here participation just is going to look different for a while. Um, I'm supposed to be speaking um, in an adult Sunday school in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to, you know, we may have to leave the door open and I may have to have the people sit far away. I'm looking forward to being able to do that. But um, it's, it's definitely a challenge. But I think one thing that I'm hearing from a lot of people who are like, I'm done. I'm just done. I don't need this. Or, you know, they haven't even missed me. They've never noticed I'm gone. So, you know, they just wanted my backside in a seat and a check. And um, that it's discouraging to feel that way. Um, It, but to be able to recognize that there are a lot of losses that people have experienced and it's not our job as church attenders or church staff or pastors leaders it's not our job to be the sales force for the church um we are co-laborers in the body of christ we're working together and so um being able to kind of engage those conversations without trying to either shame people to come back to church or sell them on what they're missing 
or try and drum up some awesome program that they need to come Mm to. Um, All of those things that kind of worked before the pandemic, you know, they've got a different, um, a different vibe now. Now it's more about listening with humility than it is, um, you know, trying to make people do something that they're not feeling like they really want to invest in right now. Michelle Van Loon is with us, author of five books, including Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. Um, Talk about your new book, Michelle. I want to make sure we get to that before we end our segment here. Okay, well, I have a new book about family stories that would actually be a great kind of book to go through with a group of people to kind of debrief all the things that go into your family stories. It's called Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Generational Clues, and or uh, Genetic Clues and Generational Trauma. It is the longest subtitle. <laughs> um, anyway... Um, But it's descriptive. That's descriptive, though. And for so many people who've done the Ancestry.com, who've done Mm -hmm. the, what are the other ones? Like 23andMe. Yeah, 23andMe, you know, that kind of thing. There's that interest in where I've come from. And I just love your take on it because you're, you're putting it in a much deeper context. And I have to say, I had never considered the implications, really, other than my genetics of previous generations until I read this book. Oh, well, that's good. That's really nice to hear. All of us are carrying those stories that include trauma, that include family secrets. It's a lot of stuff that will never show up on a DNA test or on a fancy um, family tree chart. But I want to make the family tree chart three-dimensional. And there's a spiritual um, application. There's, There's rich spiritual meaning in even the the awful stuff. So um, anyway, that I wrote it also in in mind for people in groups to be able to um, go through together. That's one. I mean, you can certainly read it on your own, but um, I'm a big one for um, being able to be in a Bible study in a small group and um, to be able to speak and to listen to other people Mm -hmm. and in some ways um i think for a lot of people that that opportunity to speak and to listen that happens in small groups is um the place that's life-giving for a lot of people that maybe are struggling with church right now with the you know the big corporate gatherings, um, you know, that may not actually be safe at this point for everybody to be able to attend, depending on what their life situation is. But that's very different than people that are tired, burned out, sad, grieving, and are walking away. And so I think recognizing maybe those same dynamics that happen in a small group where people listen you're not just there to give a speech or a sermon or lead worship but you're there to be able to share your life that that posture is I think that's what 
a redemptive kind of relationship looks like without an agenda, you know, without feeling like you're, you're God's PR agent for the, for the church or whatever. Yeah. it's a good point. It's Michelle Van Loon. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us again today. Always good to have you. It's, it goes too fast. It does, it does go, go fast. too fast. We yeah, love you. you know. Our best you to you. Well. we'll take a quick break. We're going to talk about driving a stick shift next. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out. For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. And lesson number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's inflation to 412-515-3555. Inflation, you can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Haiti was already the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, but earthquakes, hurricanes, and COVID have made life even more difficult for families. You can help rebuild Haiti with Compassion International by texting the word radio to 97646. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Hi, I'm Kelsey Wiggins, a teacher in Gilmore City Bradgate School District in Iowa. Thanks to a science, technology, engineering, and math grant sponsored by Bear Fund, we renovated an old locker room into a monarch butterfly incubator, providing students with access to innovative technology that engages and inspires them. I encourage farmers to nominate a school district to apply for a $15,000 Grow Rural Education Grant by visiting americasfarmers.com.
Mostly cloudy skies tonight. A bit of rain and freezing rain at times late tonight. Watch for icy spots, the low 28. Cloudy skies for tomorrow. A little rain early in the morning, then clouds and sun for the afternoon at a high of 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, windy and mild with a couple of showers. After the brief warm-up, cooler weather will return for the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. When I was in college, my um, one of my roommates had an Opal. Was it a Dodge? Is it? A- oh, that's a terrible car. Uh, yeah, no, that's a. Uh, who made the Opal? Opal. Richard Hammond drove an Opal. Yeah. In uh, was it when they were in Bangladesh? It was a little car. It's it a crazy a- little car. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been a Ford, a Ford Opal. I think Ford GM. owned a GM. GM. Okay. They, anyway, um, it was very. That's pre- a class. It was. Very, don't are you could say it's very pretty. <laughs> There's nothing pretty about the Opal. No, it was. It was a pretty blue car. Get out of here. It was. Anyway, it was a stick. Yeah. And it was, of course, very smart on on his part because, you know, I was living in a house with four guys, and I'd say, "Can I borrow your car?" And he'd go, can you drive a stick? And I'd say, I think I can. And so I learned how to drive a stick on his, his Opal. And, I, you know, of course, you grind the gears at first, and you're bucking around, back and forth. But I saw an article uh, that only 18% of American cars, I'm sorry, 18% of Americans can actually drive a, a stick. 18%. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. It's actually a little high. Okay, let me just back up and say there's two Opals. The Opal I was talking about that Richard Hammond drove on Top Gear is the Opal Cadet, uh-huh. which is by the German automobile manufacturer Opal, which looks like this. I'm showing John right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is it is, boxy, it is the far, it is the farthest thing from being attractive. However, the GM Opal that uh the Opal GT mm-hmm. is spectacular. That was it. This was a mm-hmm. well. This is a spectacular car, and very sporty. everything, right? So that is a whole different thing, and is yeah. completely gorgeous. And you're right; mm-hmm. it is a, absolutely beautiful. And th- so you were driving this car when you were 16? No, no, I was in college. Oh, and it was okay. my college roommate's car, so I was like, he wasn't like you know letting me have free reign. Well, with that's it. a spectacular. Occasionally, beautiful I would car. get to drive it, you know. So anyway, I learned how to drive a stick on that car. Wow, that must have been fun. It was a blast. Oh my gosh! So, was it a five speed? It was a five Four? speed. Okay, yeah. And so then my first car, which was a step down from the Opal, which is hard to believe, oh my was the Ford Pinto that had a stick a stick shift. <laughs> it was a four-speed stick shift. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Um, when you learned how to drive a stick, yeah. you were in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I learned to drive a stick, I was 23. Okay. And it was in um, the Dodge Omni. That my fiance oh, owned. Oh, Dodge Omni. Remember the Dodge yeah, of Omni? I do. Yeah, yeah. That was a, also a very terrible looking yes, car. Yes, it was. Well, it was. Was it the eighties? No, it was nineties. Nineties. Okay. Yeah, but once I learned how to drive a stick, I, oh. it's, I would do it tomorrow. It's just very hard to buy a car now. Here's the deal: in 35 percent of cars produced in the U.S. were manuals. Today, the figure is one percent. <gasps> oh my! One percent. Uh, 3.7 of CarMax sales are for stick shifts. Uh, 80% of the cars sold in Europe are sticks. Right. 80%. Yeah. And they're saying if you want a good deal on a used car, 
buy a stick. Of course. Right? But if you want a good deal on a new car, don't buy a stick because you have to special order it. Right. And they're saying if you've got a kid, especially if you've got a teenage boy or a kid who has ADHD, buy a stick. It's a great idea. Because they're... You have to learn how to drive and yes. pay attention while you're driving. Right, right, right. And living in Pittsburgh, it's the best thing in snow. Wait, can you? I remember driving a stick and being in Swissvale on a hill yeah. at a red on light. On a cobblestone hill, maybe? No. Oh, just right. Okay. Up by, the, up by Arby's. Yeah, sure. Stopped at that red light. And, and thinking, thinking the oh, light's no. going to turn. I'm going to drift back. I'm, exactly. And smash into the car right. behind me. So you jam the clutch in. Right. Right. And smash on the accelerator. Right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, stark terror. Okay. So I remember being on DeSoto Street in Oakland. So <laughs> I'm going up Cardiac Hill. DeSoto? Yeah, okay. I know where that is. I've got, the, I've got Presbyterian Hospital on my left. I've got the Pete straight ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Go. It's over. For the person behind me, it's over. I had been driving a stick at that point, maybe two weeks, mm. had been only doing it on the flat, right? I remember, like, as the I'm sitting at the red light, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm, like, having an anxiety attack, please. thinking, please, please. But that's how you have to learn. You have to make it work in those moments. Right. You Christy, have to. can you drive a stick? No. Have yeah. you ever d- driven a stick? Uh, yes. My... I have two brothers. The one brother had a Honda Civic SI. Okay. Uh-huh. He attempted I, to teach me. I had an SI. And, yeah. It, I Didn't mean, work well. Well, here's the thing. No. It, you have to keep this in mind in case you're wondering. For every person who goes to drive a stick, it doesn't work at first. It takes a little bit you of have time. To, you have right? to do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to do it. This is, we're probably only, my husband and I, four years from, we've always had a stick. And now we're, we're ha- we have two Stickless. automatic cars. Yeah. I mean, I like a stick so because it makes you feel like you're driving. Yes. Like you've got some, you know, I'm going to downshift. Brrr, and I'm give it some ba- gas when in I downshift. any bad weather, whether it's rain or yeah. snow or whatever, you feel like you are much more in control of what's happening. Yeah. I'd do it again in a minute. But if you're sitting in traffic, if you have any commute that has traffic and your stop, no, start, worst. stop, no, start, worst. you're like left leg atrophy. Right. So I'm driving this uh, new car of mine, this Toyota, and it's got this stick feature. Oh, does that work? Well, my kid kid was like, it's got a stick feature. I'm like, don't touch it. I don't want you. So then I'm going to look at a YouTube video eventually. And I'm not really kind of. It's not really going to work well. You know, it's not. Plus, if you're not actually driving it. Right. Maybe I'll downshift, you know, when I'm going down a big hill or something like that. But I don't know. Right. Anyway. 1% of new cars are sticks. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, if you could buy any car right now, would you get a stick, do you think? Well. See, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say I would. What I'd like to be is have one that I kept in a spare garage for winter. That's it. Would you like to have like a weekend yes. car? Yes. Oh, one like our boss has yes. a little a little car. Yeah. If that's going to be a stick, yep. don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you drove it. Oh, that's right. It's I a did stick. drive it. If it wasn't a stick, it would be a waste. Bom, it's bom. a nice sports a little, car. Yeah, it's a right. sports car. Yeah. A sports car that's an automatic S- is a waste. Yeah. So if you had like a Porsche or something like that, super cool to drive a stick. Yeah. But since we're not sitting around with extra cars. Right. I mean, heck, I drive a, a Civic Si. I drive anything. I had a Saturn with a stick. Yeah. Well, I had a Pinto Two. with a stick. Yeah. I mean, long live the Pinto. Mm. Just watch your back. One hundred one point five W O R D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan, and we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie-cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to $2.5 million. That's right, $2.5 million. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans, and absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment properties, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-940-7998. That's 800-940-7998. 800-940-7998. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bo, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Now, as weird as this is, I'm always happy to hear this because on Sunday, before an international audience, someone referenced at the Academy Awards the devil. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. Denzel. Right. At, mean, a, at a very, at a moment of high uh, emotion. But post slap. Post slap, right? Yeah. So anytime that the devil is mentioned in company, right, especially in a secular world, I think it's fascinating. So he said it after Will Smith went forward and slapped Chris Rock. Right. And he said to Will Smith. And then, and then Will Smith won the Oscar. Right. And in his acceptance speech through tears, he said, Denzel told me. In your highest moments, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Now, as weird as things were on Sunday night. And they were. Super weird. That, right, Chris Ro- Will Smith referencing a quote from another guy about the devil. Can you imagine what people are thinking? What what does that even mean? 
the devil Mm -hmm. coming for you. Hugh Ross is with us. Hugh's a regular guest on our show. He is founder and president of Reasons to Believe, an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical faith. His books include Weathering Climate Change and Why the Universe is the Way it Is and Navigating Genesis. Here today to talk to us about Did God Create Evil? Hugh, welcome back. Well, thank you for inviting me back. Hugh, we love when you join us. Let me start off. For people who are just joining us on the show, maybe they've never heard you on the program before, I guess the first question is, why is a radio astronomer or an astrophysicist talking about questions of good and evil? Well, because God is the one that created the universe, and uh, he had a purpose for creating the universe, and uh, good and evil and free will and love are all part of that. So if God created the universe, did God create evil? Well, he did not create evil, but he did create free will beings. I mean, an easy solution of the problem of evil is for God to create nothing but robots, for they're all programmed uh, not to commit evil. But God's purpose in creating was to magnify the expression of his love. Therefore, he took the big risk of creating free will beings. And you create free will beings, uh, that means you're giving them the option of choosing to uh, disobey. Uh, to go their own way, uh, to be a purveyor of evil rather than good. Moreover, the way I look at Christian theology, God wanted strong expression and receiving of love, and therefore that requires that he create strong free will beings. So he created us not just with a weak free will, but a strong free will. And that means you're taking the risk that even a greater proportion of the creatures you create I will choose to go down an evil path uh, rather than a good path, and that they will have the capability of being able to perpetrate more evil rather than less evil. But God's ultimate goal is that he would have relationship with beings with strong free will and therefore a very powerful capability of expressing and receiving love. So God was willing to take that risk. Moreover, his goal was to use whatever evil would come in And it was inevitable. Whenever you create free will beings, evil is an inevitable consequence. But God had a plan in motion, even before he created, to take that evil and transform it into a far greater good, where not only do we have the capability of relating to God, but to relate to God in an eternally secure way, where we would never use our strong free will to ever again express anything that would be evil. But for that to work, we have to be exposed to the most powerful uh, evil that's possible in God's context. And that, to me, is where the devil comes in. Hmm. Hugh, there's a photograph which um, has become famous over the years. And it's a photograph uh, taken from underwater. And there's a scuba diver on the left side. And on the right side, I believe, is a blue whale. Though I'm not sure because I can't access the photograph right now. But there's a whale on the side, on the right side. And they're kind of like reaching out to one another. And the, the photograph is so spectacular because of the immense size of the whale. And the human is just dwarfed in comparison. But as I look at this photograph, I'm just constantly amazed at the capacity that God gave to the human. 
um, the capacity for both good and evil and just the just like trying to take a meta view on what that human has created in the world and the types of systems and the types of governments, the types of advances and wars and everything for both positive and negative that that very tiny creature with such a small brain has brought on the world. Um, and and that's different than the whale, obviously. Um, so I guess maybe just asking for your meanderings when you see that, or when I tell you about that type of image. Yeah, it's a great image. I've often seen that with a three-year-old girl and a gigantic horse. How the horse submits to that three-year-old girl, uh, treats the girl like a little boss. And we see that with the whales. We really are the epitome of God's creation here on planet Earth. Notice that we're the only ones that are capable of taming uh, other animals. They don't tame us. They don't tame one another. We tame them. And God designed them to serve and please a higher species. Likewise, he designed all of us human beings to serve and please a higher being. And so God gave us that strong free will, so not only could we serve and please him, but we can engage and experience love uh, from that being. But, you know, I think Satan takes a crucial role here because it tells us in the Bible that the most powerful, brilliant, intelligent creature that God ever made, ever created, was Satan. And notice he's the one that first chooses to rebel against God and become a purveyor of evil. And an analogy I like to use is what happens when you're in a Ph.D. program. Your professors expose you to the greatest challenges in your discipline. And if you pass those challenges, you get the Ph.D. degree, which guarantees that never again will you have to be tested for your competency in that discipline based on the fact you've already been exposed to the greatest challenge, therefore there's no need to challenge you again. Likewise, God in his great love has chosen to expose each one of us to the greatest evil possible in his creation. And he says, you're not going to make it on your own, but I'm here to help you. If you come to me for what you can't do for yourself, I will guarantee that you'll pass the most challenging test. And when you pass the most challenging test, you can enter into an eternally secure relationship with me. Since you've already passed the most challenging test, there's nothing else that can ever dissuade you how to leave a path of virtue and to pursue a path of evil. So that, to me, is a remarkable thing about the Christian faith. Amen. Hugh Ross is with us from Reasons to Believe. But Hugh, you know, we live in this landscape today where we're, you know, everyone has streaming and the, the amount of production that's being filmed, right? I mean, uh, thousands and thousands of TV shows and movies at our disposal and a percentage of those, and I would dare say a large percentage of those court evil, right? They, you know, they are of the devil. So what yeah. of that? I mean, for people who are not believers, Satan now is running freer probably perhaps than ever in the history of the world. Yes, it always has, but God has always said, I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. And, you know, when I was in grad school, I remember my professors coming to all of us and saying, we're putting you through a regimen that you're not going to make on your own, but we professors are here to help. And half of my uh, fellow grad students did not get their Ph.D. They didn't take advantage of the help that was being offered uh, by their professors. It's the same with God. He says, look, this is too challenging for you, and I'm here to help you. But what my professors didn't give me was a guarantee. 
God gives us a guarantee. If you come to me for help, I guarantee that you'll pass this most challenging test and enter into an eternal relationship with me. Amen. What a deal. What a deal it's amazing, though, isn't it, Hugh, just person to person, how when we're either in a situation of temptation, a situation of despair or sorrow or fear or whatever it is, it seems like going to God is, um, I don't know, it's not, it's not first resort. It's, you know, I would. It's the last resort. It's last yeah. resort. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to hole up in a corner and cry or whatever, but going to God is not, is, is not the matter of first priority. It's not, but I think God is earnestly looking for those for whom it's not the last resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where everything's going well for them, but they realize, you know, there's something missing in my life. And God is there to provide what's that, that missing. And so when I talk to people, I say, don't wait till you're in a jam. Uh, there's too much at stake here. Yeah. Go for it. Well, you've got everything going for you. Mm, that's so good, because God is available. Hugh, before you leave us, take a moment. Talk to us about Reasons to Believe. Well, Reasons to Believe is an organization that's based on the two books doctrine, how God reveals himself through both the book of nature and the book of Scripture. And we as scientists use the emerging discoveries in the book of nature to bring people to the book of Scripture and into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And they can see that demonstrated every day on our website at reasons.org. Fabulous. Hugh, always terrific to talk to you. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you. Our great pleasure. Dr. Hugh Ross, find out more at Reasons to Believe. Very nice. When we come back, John, have you praised a colleague today? You did a very good job (laughs) in that last segment, Kat. See, no, I don't know. I don't feel like you're serious. Talk about that next. Praising a colleague? No, seriously, you did a great job. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. At the Original Mattress Factory, we make mattress shopping easy. We offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day, so you can shop when you're ready. We show you exactly what's inside of our mattresses so you can see and feel the quality for yourself to ensure you're getting the best value. And we offer a no-pressure shopping experience. Our team is here to help you find the best mattress for you. It's that easy. Visit an OMF location today to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. 
My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory secret for yourself. I was 11 years old at my first national championships. I fell I don't know how many times. Michelle Kwong is the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history. When I had a dream, my dream came true because I dedicated myself. Dedication made Michelle Kwong a champion. I was passionate about something, and I made sure that I worked hard for it. And dedication can make your dreams a reality. Whatever your dream and goals are, they can come true. Dedication. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Have you praised a colleague today? Go on and say something nice. Sean, what a terrific shirt you're wearing. Let's see, I'm not... <laughs> Isn't that a great shirt, Christy, that he's wearing? He looks very angelic on the video. He does. You know, not only does he look angelic, he just is angelic. Oh, no, that's obviously. You're speaking of another John in the office. Well, that that could be a, uh, what do you call a mirage? It's like a, um, you know, you see it. You know the word I'm thinking of? I do not. Yeah. It's like you see it there, but it's not actually there. A mirage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what you... That's what your purity is. It's just, it looks like it's there, but then maybe. John Hall, the mirage of purity. Weekdays from 4 to 6 here on Word FM. That's not the compliment that I was uh, asking for. Sorry, that wasn't sincere. <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, there's a guy who, uh, his name is Jacob Coit. Last year, he sent 2,700 compliments to coworkers. Wow. He Does he a, work with a lot of people? No, nah, he works for Esler Koss, which is a window and door installation company. So he prides himself on coming up with creative ways to virtually backslap his colleagues. Okay. If this company was a California role, you'd be the seaweed that holds the whole thing together. Your empathy is like Kool-Aid, the way it adds flavor to a boring call. So Okay, now wait a minute. If <laughs> Right, that came your way. Hey, the guy just called me a piece of seaweed. I'm not... It's almost as being bad as call it a mirage. Here's the thing. <laughs> and Christy, I see you laughing. Because she knows. This is what I want to say. I feel like we've worked together a long time. We have. I feel like we're actually both pretty good about that. About complimenting. Each other. I think so. Yeah, I really do. Sincerely, yeah. I think we're good at that. Yeah. Um, and we both think Christy's fabulous. We do. We, we give her, her. We Thanks. truly give her. High we, marks. We give her a 10 out of 10. Seriously. Um so, but there's something different about giving something sincerely. If somebody sent me an email and said the thing about the sushi roll, and right, I'm like, right. for that's just, well, yeah. come on. When you, if you get that like a corporate thing, you kind of go, meh. The difference is face to face, right? When you get a compliment from the corner office, yeah, you go, sure, hey man, that was great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If it's sincere. Well, apparently Microsoft and other such companies are behind this move to. 
But see, they're going to corporatize it and make it they dumb. They have. So then if you if you reach out and you compliment other coworkers, now they're reading your email. So every time you do, you get points. And when you get points, you can trade those compliments for Amazon see, gift See, that's cards. stupid. Okay, Christy, you know what that is? What? That's the waffle party on Severance. That is the waffle party on Severance. <laughs> for those of you that watch Severance, you're going to – that's just – it's it's devoid of meaning. Don't well, even bother. You're infantizing compliments. Right. right? And you're making it regulatory. Uh, anyway, I, it, this is something I wanted to be positive, but all of a sudden it got negative. See, you tried to compliment us and you weren't really trying to compliment no, us. But no. that but that that's just how humans ruin everything. Yeah. Is what that's a story of. Anyway, I do know. I remember being a kid like working working a job and there was a guy that I worked with who was sincere. His name was Kevin. He would say, you look great today. Yeah, and he'd really mean it. And you'd go, I mean, it would light you up. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was decades ago, but I still remember this guy, and it means a lot when people compliment you. It comes sincerely. Of course. If you could develop that as part of your regular habit, see the good things in people and tell them about mm -hmm. it, it changes everybody for the better forever. You could really impact them. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, nice shirt. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't mean it. No, I meant it. I did. (laughs) Take a quick break, come back, mm-hmm. and while we're away, we love you guys. Have yourself a delicious stretch and join us for the 5 o'clock hour. And I mean that as well. God bless you all. Truly, I do. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden taking a wait-and-see approach to Russia's claim that it will scale back military operations near Ukraine's capital and a northern city. The president was asked if he thinks Russia's announcement signals a possible end to the war or is an effort to reassess its military strategy. We'll see. I don't read anything into it until I see what their actions are. We'll see if they follow through on what they're suggesting. In the meantime, he says sanctions against Russia will remain in place and that the U.S. and its allies will continue supporting Ukraine. Greg Clugston, the White House. Expulsions beginning, Belgium expelling 21 Russian diplomats. The Dutch government says it's kicking out 17 Russian intelligence officers. Ireland earlier today gave the boot to four Russians, and the Czech Republic has expelled at least one diplomat. This is SRN News. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. 
Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them, and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. Got questions? Cornerstone TV has answers for today's hot topics and your burning questions on faith, family, and more. Hope happens here. No prayer that has begun in heaven is ever rejected when it gets back. It, it yeah. sounds like I'm the only one that got it right up here. <laughs> um, well, Hang out with our Hard Questions team, Thursdays, 2 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. You tell your students that there's no such thing as a stupid question? That's such a lie, isn't it? It's time to get out and laugh again. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. When you teach not only are there stupid questions, those are generally the only kind you get. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. I had a kid tell me he was going to drop out of school. I said, what are you planning to do without a high school education? He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to get my EGD. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Maybe. At wordfm.com slash night out. Mostly cloudy skies tonight. A bit of rain and freezing rain at times late tonight. Watch for icy spots, the low 28. Cloudy skies for tomorrow, a little rain early in the morning, then clouds and sun for the afternoon and a high of 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, windy and mild with a couple of showers. After the brief warm-up, cooler weather will return for the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, around this time of year, of course, that we await, at least I do, for the arrival of the daffodils. Right? Mm. You see them in your yard and whatnot. Sure. Isn't there a local, isn't there an organization that sells daffodils? Used, I feel like it used to be Cerebral Palsy? A fun, uh, a foundation for that, or maybe it was the American Cancer Society. You buy a small bouquet. Yeah, you buy you bought. Well, when I worked at Pitt, you bought them by the dozen. Okay. And they came in a little, you know, right posy. Maybe you would call it. I like it. Don't you like a daffodil? Oh yeah. It's like a little burst of. I sunshine. forgot how nice that was. Mm-hmm. They would deliver them to our offices, and we'd put them in the water, right, and right. just it would cheer everybody up. I wonder what the deal is. Yeah. Anyway. I guess they don't do that anymore. Uh, maybe just... wonder if that was a, a COVID no. casualty or that. You think? Well, I, I mean, obviously it hasn't happened here, but we work in, you know, there were many, many, many thousands of employees when I worked at Pitt. Right. There's six of us here. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of us here right now. <laughs> anyway, I just was thinking about daffodils. Uh, I, I saw a, an article um, in the Wall Street Journal. They do a series. Um, they say this. The uh, we do a series 
about uh, a time capsule, we spotlight a cherished restaurant, a hotel, or a landmark that has changed remarkably little Ooh, over the years. Okay. This week, we visit a Pittsburgh <gasps> icon. Wait a minute. The, is this, this is the oldest restaurant in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Okay, but, wait. Can I guess what it is? Let me give you... Uh, yes. Are you going to give me a clue? The oysters were a penny. Penny an oyster back when this place opened. That's the clue. Is it the original oyster Yes, house? it is. You're kidding bing, bing, me. Bing, bing, bing. 1870. Come on. The original oyster house. It's the oldest bar and restaurant in Pittsburgh. Um, Market Square has been around since 1764. So, well, I mean, when it really was a Market Square. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over the decades, the Oyster House has been a place for any number of people. Do you know Bill Mazeroski and Stan Musial used to hang out at the Oyster House? Really? What the heck is that all about? Yeah. Uh, John Kerry made a visit, Geraldine Ferraro. Uh, diners would belly up to the bar, which is a big, long yeah, bar. right. The weird thing about the bar is there's, there's these, fo- these black and white photographs of Miss America the contestants all over the bar, and a framed portrait of Rocky Marciano. The people who own the place, we, they go, we have no idea why these photographs or Rocky Marciano is here. How about that? Huh. All right. Okay, so. Um, When's the last time you were inside? Oh, boy. I mean, I used to go there a lot because I'd be downtown and I'd get a quick fish sandwich. I mean, I told you that story oh. about, you know. Yeah. Tell it again. Okay. I mean, I was in there in high school with my grandfather and having a fish sandwich. And I was excited because there I was, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And, of course, in that time, it was like, you know, 70s. Sure. It was blue-collar, working-class guys in the original Oyster House. And one of the guys at the bar said, hey, what's the deal? My fish sandwich is smaller than that guy's. Are you trying to rip me off? And the bartender (laughs) literally said something to the effect of, I'll show you who's ripping you off. He leapt over the bar, picked the guy up by this collar and his belt, walked the guy down the bar, opened the door, and threw the guy out into Market Square. So it didn't start with Will Smith on Sunday night? No. I mean, and the guy tumbled out, and, you know, me, I was probably 15. Were you like, oh my gosh, I'm never speaking in this place? No, yeah. I I learned to mind my manners. I mean, you know, and I was with my my grandpa, and he was like, he just gave me a nod. Like, that's how the world works. <laughs> so the Oyster House, been around for a long, long time. It's a good fish sandwich. Well, I, I think I was seven last time I was there. Really? Christy, you've never been there. I've there. never been there. Okay. No. Uh, well, it's worth a visit because, you know, obviously it's a, it's an icon. Okay. Uh, the Oyster House chowder in 1978, it was 80 cents a bowl. Today? Yeah. How much do you think? Four ninety five. Six bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Deviled crab cutlet? What is that? Here's the weird thing about the Oyster House. Like, why would they be selling oysters in Pittsburgh? How fresh can they be? Right, And the deviled crab cutlet, 1978, it was 69 cents. You can buy a deviled crab, but I don't know what it is. I was going to say, I'm trying to get in my head what that might be. They used to sell these things at Isley's. They were like served on like a little silver tin or a little aluminum tray. With like a little lettuce piece? No, just with coating. It was like a... It was like breaded? Yes. That doesn't sound good. 
I remember my uncle, my uncle Lou would come in from Chicago and we'd go and get one of those. Oh, wait a minute. You've wait, seen them. All of a sudden, I remember that. Yeah. Wait, weren't they on? They were on like a little foil yes, thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a little foil, right. like kind of like a what you'd put around a, a cupcake. Yeah, kind of, but it yes, was it, it was, was metal. Devil, yeah, right. Yeah. A, what a, was that? Deviled crab. I think. Deviled crab cutlet. Mm-hmm. That sounds, that sounds gross, doesn't it? Four bucks. No, I kind of like those with a little hot well, sauce. Well, I kind of did too, but I, I feel like that may be something that. How about a breaded Passed oyster? Passed away and shouldn't be revived. A breaded oyster. I haven't had oysters in a really long time. Listen, oysters you got to be really careful with. Yeah. They better be fresh or yeah. you're going to like be hurling. Exactly. I mean, I had a friend who used to take me to Grand Central Terminal in New York City. Oh, yeah. Because he had a little, you know, you would sit there and, you know, suck an oyster down. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. Right, a raw one. Yeah, with some mm-hmm. hot sauce, right? See, I don't like that. You, why not? No, yep, it's it gross. Is. The mm-hmm. texture's so gross. So yes, that's the little silver thing. The devil yeah, crab cutlet. Yeah. yeah. Christy just sent us a photo there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, the oyster house is kind of like is Pittsburgh. Now, remember when... I mean, what about if the three of us take a field trip? To go to the oyster house. Go to the oyster I'm, house. I'm always ready for free food. Yeah. John, Who said free? John, wait a minute. John will <laughs> complain about something and see if he can... Get himself tossed out. What? No, I will not. No, I will not. Yeah, I will be a very, very good patron at the Oyster House. Um, okay, uh, let me see what else. Uh, the, the prices. Um, a fish boat. What's a fish boat? I guess it might be like a fish sandwich. I wonder what a okay. fish boat is. All right. Nineteen seventy-eight. It was a buck nineteen. Today, it's twelve seventy-five. Wow. What's a fish boat? A clam strip dinner. I love clam strips. Do you? Oh my gosh! I mean, again, really? I haven't had them in a long time. But when I was little, clam strip every time I went out to eat anywhere with my parents, that's what I wanted. Really, a buck thirty-nine in seventy-eight today, eight ninety-nine. Here's here's something really weird. They serve buttermilk by the glass. Wow. I mean, my dad loved buttermilk. Oh, my grandmother like, loved it too. Like that was you know, loved it fine too. dining. Uh, that is a glass of buttermilk, gaggle. thirty cents in seventy-eight. This in twenty twenty-two. Two fifty a glass. Yeah, because who's buying it? Somebody's buying. It. They're stocking it. At the not Oyster many house. people. I bet not many people. I are don't know. That. Wonder. Like we should call them up and ask them how many glasses of, of buttermilk are they serving per day? Hmm? I you know, I use buttermilk in baking because yeah. it's a wonderful thing or marinating. But drinking but a glass it, of it. Oh Ooh. no, Christy, have you ever had it? No. Oh, it is absolutely terrible. It's kind of gaggy. Oh. I mean, it's very it's thick. thick. The look of it just grosses me yeah, out. Yeah, it's viscous. It's like drinking cottage cheese. In yeah, it is kind of. Right. Boy, that's a great thought. Okay, we should go downtown. to Take a field trip to the Oyster problem. House. We're going to get downtown and go, let's go to the Oyster House, and then we're going to take a detour, and we're going to go someplace else. You're going to take me into like some high-end place. Well, I'm just. That's, and I'll say, wait, what about the clam strips? Yeah, but and I'll say, I haven't had a clam strip since I was nine. Well, now it's time again. The original Oyster House. We want Written to go up to in today's Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Okay, we'll step aside. Mm-hmm. And, and we uh, come back. Overcoming apathy. Is there gospel hope for those who just are having a hard time summoning up care and concern? Let's hope so, because uh-huh. that's a large percentage of the population. Depending upon the day, you and I. 101.5 WORD. 
Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I think especially over these last couple of years, apathy has infected the church. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's a, it's impacted humanity. Yeah, I think that's Certainly here in the West. Right? It really is apathy. Like, I know I should care, but I have a hard time caring. Mm-hmm. It's, just, eh, it's just meh. Mm-hmm. Everything's meh. meh. Right? Uche Anazar is with us. Uche has a brand new workout called Overcoming Apathy. Gospel hope for those who struggle to care. Uche, what a timely message. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me on. So you write that many people are bewildered by their own apathy. Uh, talk yeah. about your experience with that yourself, because I know you've struggled with it. I know I struggle with it. Um, me too. So, yeah. um, but but it, it is str- it's strange to be that disassociated with something that seems to plague us. 
Yeah, I, I think the bewilderment comes with the fact that as Christians, you know, we have all these really big truths that we that we believe, right? We believe in wonderful things about our salvation and eternal life and, and knowing the real God and things like that. But the, the perplexing thing is that those are the things that we often find ourselves most um, blah about. And so there, there's this sort of like weird relationship between the grander the concept, the grander the truth, the, the more sort of like uh, uh, meh or apathetic we are toward it. And, and I think that's what's bewildering for many people. Okay, so is there, you know... Is there an equal opportunity offender? or I mean, is this just like a teenage thing? Or no matter what you, your age is, does everybody get apathetic at some point? Yeah, I, I imagine it, it's, it's equal across the board. I, I, I think we might process it differently depending on our age or our generation. I, I think uh, a younger generation might see apathy as something that is just, it's just what it is. You know, I, I'm lacking passion. And if I'm lacking passion, then... then um, I'm not going to engage in the things of God because it's not authentic um, to, to engage in things I'm not genuinely passionate about. Whereas maybe an older generation might be equally apathetic, but they they still just kind of put their heads down and get to work and, and do the things that, that need to be done regardless of how they feel. So I, I think apathy you know, plagues everybody, but we respond differently. Yeah. I also think that in uh, the at least the current entertainment culture that I'm a part of, um, that John Christie's a part of, uh, Uche, you might be a part of it too, um, apathy, it, it, it shows us that we're not apathetic about everything. Because if you That's ask right. me about this new show, Severance, that Christy and I are watching on Apple TV, no, I mean, I'm going to become an evangelist really fast because I'm going to tell you why you should be watching. But that, that doesn't speak well of me because if you said go out and be an evangelist, to somebody about Jesus, I'd be like, now, whoa, wait a minute. Right. Like, I need to consider right. a lot of things, but I'm not risking anything by going into Starbucks and telling people they should be watching, you know, Adam Scott on Apple. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I think apathy is highly selective, and mm. that's another be- bewildering part of it. It's, it's that we're not apathetic about everything. We're, we're, we're highly passionate about um, what happened at the Oscars or, or what are we watching? We're highly passionate about those things. And again, those things aren't unimportant, entirely unimportant, but we, we find ourselves easy, you know, having an easy time getting jazzed about those things and having a hard time getting jazzed about things that should really, really matter. Yeah. So then how are we missing this then? Because if, I mean, look, if we really looked at the miracle and the beauty and the majesty of what it is to know the creator of the universe, we would mm-hmm. never be apathetic, right? But we, we just become blah. Is it too much information or too much familiarity mm-hmm. or all these things together that just kind of make too us many go? Options? Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine there are, there are a number of reasons, and, and the reasons are going to be different for, for each person. Um, but at the very least, it, it strikes me that if I'm apathetic about things that are spiritual, then apathy is very likely more than just a psychological or an, or an emotional thing. It, it seems to me to be something of a spiritual battle, however, however we understand that. It seems like it's a spiritual thing. Because um, it, 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 it strikes me that why would the things that are that, that are categorically the greatest things in the world be the things that we, we just don't care about or we can't get ourselves to care about, at least on a consistent basis. Right, and so, right. yeah, it, it's, it's definitely spiritual, but there, 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 are, there are several other factors, and you name things like um, too much information, too much, too much media, too much. these other kinds of things that can contribute, but they're not the only reason. Right. We're talking with uh, 
Uche Anazar about a brand new work, Overcoming Apathy, Gospel Hope for Those Who Struggle to Care. So, Uche, you've traveled this road. I mean, you know from what yeah. you speak because this has been part of your life. Now you write about mm-hmm. it so well. Tell us your journey. Yeah, so my journey began pretty early in my Christian life. I I, I was involved as a fairly new Christian with Campus Crusade for Christ, called Crew now, I guess, um, as, a, as a college student, brand new Christian, joined the ministry, and was, was, was pretty on fire uh, for, for a short season. And then I started to notice that, huh, I, my fire has waned, which is, which is normal. Sure. But over the, over the course of many years, I, I started to notice a pattern of, I'm not as passionate about these things that I should be passionate about. Um, I'm not as passionate, passionate as I should be. And, and I'm noticing, I'm looking around me, and I'm seeing people who seem to be deeply engaged in these things. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? So whether it's like going out and doing personal evangelism or, or, or discipling somebody, I, I just felt this sort of inner resistance to, to doing these things that, that I knew were good and, and, and that I knew would bring life to others. And, and so it got me thinking, okay, so what is, what's going on with me? And for years, I would characterize myself as, I guess I'm just an apathetic Christian. Hmm. Um, and so I, I wanted to sort of probe that, um, try to understand what is apathy, and is that precisely what I was experiencing as, as, as a new Christian? So that, that's really what got me on the journey of writing this book. And did you think at any point, wait a minute, maybe I'm not an apathetic Christian. Maybe I have a clinical problem. Maybe I'm depressed. You know, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's something. Maybe I don't have enough vitamin D. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. So I, I think for me, in, in more recent years, I, I I discovered that it wasn't necessarily just apathy. That there, there were other things going on. There there were there were some some mild depression related things that that were going on that that were just undealt with, unprocessed, and so. Having having processed some of those things through through counseling and things like that, I, I don't find apathy as a major a major story in my life. But um, it, it, it took going through a journey of of trying to sort of surface like what's going on in my soul that, that that's leading me down these sort of indifferent and apathetic paths. Right. Okay. So if if it's me or our listeners, you look in the mirror and you go, I just don't care. I mean, you know, do you have like you know in the book? A three-step easy process to rescue yourself from apathy? <laughs> no, no, no three-step plan. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but, but what I try to do is I, I, I'm not presenting sort of a comprehensive case for like here are all the things that are leading you to be an apathetic Christian. But I, I try to offer seven potential causes, and, and hopefully in these seven causes we we, we can sort of see ourselves reflected in, in one or two of them. And then, and, and then I try to offer some some practical suggestions in the, in the last chapter. But the, but the practical suggestions aren't sort of like three steps and then you're out of this apathetic state. It's more of a how do we cultivate the kinds of hearts, the kinds of postures, the, the kinds of virtues as Christians that, that, that at least keep apathy at bay or, or if we're already in an apathetic state, help us to slowly climb out of it. Because I, I, I don't think we get apathetic, you know, immediately, sort of like it just falls out of heaven and we're all of a sudden apathetic. I, I think we slowly slip into indifference. And so I, I think the path out of indifference is also a slow path. Uche Anazor is our guest, Associate Professor of Theology at Talbot School of Theology at Biola University. Check out his latest book called Overcoming Apathy, Gospel Hope for Those Who Struggle to Care. Uche, 
can we learn something from the things that we're not apathetic about? I know it's kind of pathetic to think, okay, well, I really like this TV show. How can it make me, you know, be excited, more excited about the resurrection? That is so lame to even say that out loud. Ooh, it sure is. It sh- Thanks, really, really thanks okay. John. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm wondering if it, it can give us kind of a key to ourselves. Like, what is it about me that really can be excited about X, and yet I can't summon an excitement for something I know is greater? Like, does that yeah. does that indicate that I need? Obviously, it indicates I need help. What kind? Yeah. Well. Um... I do think it's not all negative to, to, to think that we get excited about things that are not Jesus. So we're allowed to get excited about sports teams and TV shows and things along those lines. And, and I think those things are revealing of, of something that's going on in our hearts. So, for instance, there, there are some shows and movies that, that just captivate us by the grandeur of the story. And sometimes I, I wonder whether the reason we're apathetic at times is that the, the story that we live in as Christians has been told to us so many times and, and, and oftentimes in the same ways so that, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, you know. And yeah. so for, yeah. over the course of time, we're, we're, we're just bored by hearing the same thing the same way. And so sometimes what, what TV shows will do or even, even sporting events, what, what they do is they, they, they awaken our hearts to a story. It's a familiar story, but it's a story told in a new way. Um, and, 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 and that might just point, point to the fact that, yeah, we're just bored. And it's okay to be bored with hearing a, a particular story in the exact same way. It's not okay to be bored of the overarching story of what God has done for us. But, but we can be bored by the way the story is told. And I think, I think that's, that's entirely an okay thing. Okay, let me tell you something that I found interesting today in reading the latest Christianity Today. Um, there's an article about, uh, by Mike Cosper about why we tend as Christians to fall back into the habit of idolizing dynamic spiritual leaders and why we end up having the same celebrity pastor problem, which is that there's some guy who everybody gathers around by the tens of thousands, and then we find out a decade later that he's a disappointment in any number of ways. Um, And one of his theses is that we're longing for a person or an experience that makes us feel something. And I think that that is kind of illustrative when we're thinking about sports or we're thinking about film or we're thinking about music or just the kinds of things that make people excited about X is that they do make us feel something. And maybe part of the Christian journey is that we I know in reformed circles that I go in, we tend to value the heady experience and the acquisition of knowledge and tend to distrust Emotion. Yeah. Okay, but I wonder about this. So that's a good point. But then on top of that, I wonder how many, what percentage of people who are dying who are apathetic on their deathbed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, there you are. You know, you're going to die if you're fortunate to die. You know, at home or wherever you are. I mean, people. I think probably not a lot of people. Probably, if you grew up in the church, would you be apathetic on your deathbed? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, probably not, because you're, you're you're finally confronted with with the reality in, in, in its most sort of naked form, yeah. and so yeah. I, I I don't imagine people <laughs> yeah. are going to be that apathetic. Yeah, um, here it comes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What do you think about that? D- 
desire to feel something or maybe our tendency. I mean, you're in an academic world. Um, you, yep. you, you, you have to be familiar with that tendency of to distrust things that are experiential. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there are there there is and you're right in, in, in some sort of reformed or reformed ish circles. There, there, there might be a, a skepticism surrounding emotions or experience in a certain in a certain form. But um, sometimes the skepticism is tied to the, the fact that um, we allow our experiences or our longing for experiences to dictate to us the, the quality of our Christian life mm. or, or, or whether God is real or good or true or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, there, there's an inherent problem with experience that experience is unreliable. But simply because it's unreliable doesn't mean it's meaningless, right? So our, our experiences really do matter. Um, and so I, I think as this intersects with, with celebrity pastors, for instance, I, I, I think people do rightly want to experience the divine. And, and, and what we usually mean by that is we just want to have like an emotional engagement with the things of God. And, and, and I think that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. No, no. It, 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 it can't steer the ship. It, it can't be the, the, the main thing. But, but we should want to, at some point in our Christian lives, engage with God and the things of God in an emotional way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that, that, can, that can be mediated to us by a celebrity pastor. It can be mediated to us by other, by other things, by going to an awesome camp or an awesome conference. But, but, but we want something. And that something that we want isn't necessarily wrong, even though it, it can sometimes be misguided. Right. And I'm sure, you know, that's why, you know, you know, people go to seminars or weekends retreats and things like that. Or a therapist. Right. Anything to shake you up from your yep. from your apathy or, you know, your that's tired exactly worldview. Right. So, yeah, give me something fresh right. to feed right. and, that, and that's why people go to see Coldplay mm-hmm. or they go that's to right. see whoever, you know what I mean? Because you want something that's going to capture you that's right. and kind of get you through the next, what? Um, yeah, the next pandemic. Right. <laughs> don't, even, don't even say that. Right. Uche, thanks a lot. I yeah, mean, we've really enjoyed this. This is very a lot. interesting. So, you know, you're tackling apathy. I, that's good for everybody, I think. So, th- thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Uche right. Anazar, uh, Overcoming Apathy, Gospel Hope for Those Who Struggle to Care. It's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. brand new. It's a, it's a workout right now. Uche Anazar. Okay, take a quick break. It's our daily feature. Does this make sense? It might. Does it? It's next. I knew teaching was my chosen profession. I called in the office on the second day or had a parent mad at me. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. I'm walking in his dad jumps up. He said, I heard you called my daughter stupid. Like, I would never call your daughter stupid. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. I asked her if she was stupid. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. I know there seems like there should be a second part to that joke, but that's where that one ends. That's where we go on. At wordfm.com slash night out. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling. 
modeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Age-related macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness in people over 55, but with treatment it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006 towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code. Word or call 800 391 0954. But right now, mypillow.com promo code is Word. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus, iHeart, tune in and on Odyssey 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Mostly cloudy skies tonight, a bit of rain and freezing rain at times late tonight. Watch for icy spots, the low 28. Cloudy skies for tomorrow, a little rain early in the morning, then clouds and sun for the afternoon and a high of 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, windy and mild with a couple of showers. After the brief warm-up, cooler weather will return for the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The ghost pepper. Well, I like something hot. I think the ghost pepper takes it, takes that hot to another place. It's a cultural thing, isn't it? I mean, here's the problem. Once you reach a certain level, then you don't taste what you're eating. It's all about your mouth on fire. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right? Wouldn't yes. matter if it's like a spicy chicken sandwich or the ghost pepper. I mean, you, your taste buds can only take so much. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like bragging rights. Oh, I eat a ghost pepper. Right. So it really doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Are you saying it makes sense? No. Okay, good. I, it's like your amplifier goes to 11. Right. What's the point? What, what's the yeah, I, like, oh, right? No, I, I. But I think it's a cultural thing, though, right? Some what, people. A cultural thing, like, do you mean different, like ethnicities, yes. different countries, right, right, right? Or you mean different people who live, who are work on staff here at Word FM? No, who who's here is going to eat a ghost pepper? Oh, I, Gary, for sure. What? Oh yeah, him. He yes, did, he should eat a ghost pepper. He loves hot food like that. He, if he ate a ghost pepper, he'd fall over. Uh, 
I think we should talk to him about it tomorrow. He could be listening to the program right now. Let him speak for himself. He took a ghost pepper. He ate one. He'd take a day off. I, I, I doubt it. Maybe take a week off. I don't think so. Let's give him one. I don't think. All right. Ghost pepper. Does this make sense? Kneeling during worship. Now, I was raised in a tradition where we knelt. Weekly. Weekly. At every worship service, we were always on our knees. Now, I belong to a church now. We never kneel. To be honest, it makes sense to me to kneel. I told you, I mean, my mother, we, our, our bedtime prayers, we knelt. One time I was a teenager. I ran upstairs and I saw my mom kneeling by her bedside. And I had seen this many times before. But it shocked me with the, the holiness of the moment. What if we as a society, especially as believers, we got down on our knees on a regular basis, not to show off, but to love God, the, the creator of the universe, and, and supplicated ourselves in holiness on our knees? It makes sense to me. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Then why don't we do it? I think it's super important. Essential even. Sometimes, every time I feel like I should do it, I just get down and do it right away. Because then I think I don't want to. I don't want to second guess it. Right, nearly makes sense for sure. Ghost peppers? No way. One hundred one point five W O R D. If you hope in God, that means you must obey God. Join pastor and speaker Dr. Tony Evans for a once in a lifetime experience on a luxury cruise through Alaska. Enter our Tony Evans Alaska Cruise Sweepstakes. The grand prize includes airfare for two to Seattle, where the cruise ship will stop in Juneau, Glacier Bay, Ketchikan, and Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. There's a whole lot there. Cruise with Tony Evans. Enter at wordfm.com slash contests. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the tri-county area my brother sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day too the springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers to take a zing down our hillside slide and to top off their experience with a springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the springhouse 
724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hillsong. Now, I remember when Hillsong came to America. The music was off the charts cool. It was super, super powerful. I mean, it was, it was light and high. I liked it. Now, Hillsong, that became an international phenomenon, and especially as it came to the shores of the United States, where I don't know how many churches there were, Hillsong churches, is under review because in the past couple of weeks, a number of churches that were part of the Hillsong, Hillsong Empire have stepped away, yeah? Nine out of the 16 churches that Hillsong had in America are now gone. Was this a Justin Bieber thing? Was he a Hillsong Well, that guy? was, I think it was Justin Bieber's pastor, Carl Lentz, who was... Hillsong guy. Right, who was discovered, maybe that was 18 months ago, Christy, yeah, you think? Yeah, about, yeah. Um, that he had been having an extramarital affair with a woman that had been long-term um and so he kind of came clean about that but before then carl lentz to me was the ultimate expression of the celebrity the hip celebrity cool pastor sneaker pastor yeah he had like uh, who's the who's the guy who we had on our program who does the pastor sneaker thing oh, right. yeah, you know yeah, who yeah, i mean sure, yeah. right so Carl Lentz would spend what five grand on his glasses, Christy, and five yeah. grand on I mean, a pair of sneakers, right? Um, Come on. And so when all that was discovered, then Justin Bieber stepped away. I think Kevin Durant was also a member of a Hillsong yep. church, NBA player. right? Stepped uh, stepped away, and now the latest revelations about the founder of the church, Joel Houston, that he was spending time inappropriately with some woman or women i'm not sure if it's singular or plural not trying to slander him i'm just unsure of the details or the women or the women um and hotel rooms he had a long-standing issue with both medication and alcohol um and there are some allegations that he covered up a series of child sexual abuse claims perpetrated by his late father so that's a lot there's a lot going on there. Um, now, there's a docu-series, which is airing exclusively on Discovery Plus, a three-part series on Hillsong. Since I don't have Discovery Plus, I haven't seen it. John, you haven't I seen have it. I have not seen it, no. Christy, you've seen it. I have. I've seen most of it, not the whole thing yet. Tell okay, us. your impressions. Um, it's it's really crazy. So they start out talking about Brian Houston. Uh, I'm not sure where- Who's Joel's son, I think. Okay. So they talk about his vision for expanding the church that started in Australia to the United States- and then it goes into, uh, who did you say? Jo- jo- what's his name? Joel. Joel Lentz? No. No, Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz. Carl. It goes into him. And it talks about his relationship with Justin Bieber and expanding that church. And I think it was the New York City church, which I've been to. Oh, yeah? But he wasn't the preacher then. Um, and then, it, But it goes into his extramarital affair. And that's where I'm at right now. Okay. I mean, I'm going to ask this guy. I have to. Despite all the allegations, I mean, is it a fair documentary or is it just a hit? A job? slant, right? Because um, it, right? So they just be going for blood. 
I don't know that they're going for blood, but they have a lot of people in it. And the Preachers and Sneakers guy, they have him as oh, a part of it. Really? He he does, yeah, some some talking heads about just everybody, all the preachers that he has gone into. I don't know. I mean, it's... well, I, I have a little bit of a different experience because I um, have done church music for such a long time. And yeah. so Hillsong's imprint on contemporary and I use contemporary in air quotes um, worship really can't be overstated. Hillsong was kind of like a whole movement of how you could reimagine uh, worship. Sunday morning music. And, Why is that? What, what? Um, well, because they had such a, an imprint as far as songwriting went at their main church that started in Sydney, but also because the style of it, it utilizes very few chords, and so it's easy for the average person to play. Okay. So it's very accessible for people to play. The difficulty is that to make it sound like a Hillsong recording requires an incredible number of instruments, incredible amount of production. Oh, okay. So you can play the song because it has so many simple chords, but to make it sound like the CD or your MP3 or however you're hearing it is just a whole different ballgame. But a lot of churches have gone almost exclusively to that model. Now, there are other churches now since, I mean, Hillsong has probably been around for almost 30 years. Listen, Christy, it talks about um, the song "Shout to the Lord" that yeah. like I grew up with. That's a Hillsong song. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I love that, that was song. that was Darlene Zesch. Check. Check, however you pronounce her name. Yeah, and I want to say that was that was almost thirty years ago. That That's song, a great came out. song, right? I mean, you when you hear that song, immediately most people fall into worship. You can't help it. I love that song. Yeah. I really don't like that song. Don't you? But, but that's that's with every song. I mean, there are songs that I love that you hate. So it's just that's a personal thing. Right. But the number of songs, I mean, you can't imagine the songwriting power that came out of that church. And so I would, unless you go to an Orthodox church or you go to a Roman Catholic church, um, I think most people who go to Have any type of Protestant church mm -hmm. are going to know some song by Hillsong. Okay, so, but the point is, uh, the point of us talking about this is, sadly, here's another instance Here where, we go again. Right, the church comes in, people are excited by this, there's, you know, energy and excitement and passion and worship, and then... Uh, I don't know, a few years later, it all comes crashing down. How many times we've seen this? And we, you know, again and again, this is an old story. I don't think, do you think the Orthodox Church, I mean, I, I don't know. Is this just, this is who we are as believers? Is this, I mean, was our grandparents' church like this? Or, or were this, were they had secrets that weren't exposed? Well, look at the, what we know about the Roman Catholic Church in yeah. Western Pennsylvania, or in the state of Pennsylvania, right. that went on for nineteen decades, ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, or, or the Church in Ireland, right? Exactly, thing, right? or the We're, Church Roman Catholic Church in Australia, right? So we always mess it up. We really mess it up. I mean, God's so what? So I mentioned this in our last segment, talking about the Mike Cosper article in CT this month, yeah. that. Why do we keep doing this with celebrity pastors? And his thesis, as I said, one of them, is that we are drawn to people who make us feel something. 
And so these people are inspirational. They're charismatic. I mean, Christy, you and I listened to the Mars Hill podcast that Mike Cosper did. I think that's one of the takeaways is that people were willing to put up with all of his shtick at Mars Hill because he made them feel something. He made them feel like he they were on the right side, that they were pursuing the right things, that they were being, you know, men of integrity. I mean, do you think so, Christy? I would agree. Yeah. So there's that pull in a time when we're so inundated with entertainment and information, like our last guest, guest Uche Anazor, said, we find ourselves apathetic because there's just too much. Well, wait a second. So then you guys are saying that the celebrity pastor makes me feel good and he's, you know, he's cool. But at the same time, I know that he might be a a horn dog or something and, and then we give him a pass well what? no 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 i'm not saying we give what? him a pass i'm saying we don't realize he is a horn dog right until we find out he's a horn yeah. dog and then we're in a period of despair like we're in saying oh but i thought he was such a good guy you'll not hear that phrase anywhere else on pittsburgh radio <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> horn dog alert here it comes. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. Oh my I don't know. Gosh. I mean, what a mess. I just, I don't know. I, 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 so when you have a pastor at your church, right? The poor pastors. Because, look, we are so performance-oriented in society right now. Everyone's on YouTube, tiktok it, blah, blah, blah. So if your pastor is just like a regular guy, and his skill set as a, as a communicator is good or not or fair, then all of a sudden it's not good enough. Yeah, because he doesn't make me feel X. Well, and that's, so there's a problem there. So that's but the, may, he might be a fabulous but, or she might be a fabulous of course, person. Of course, which is why, if at all possible, if at all possible, and sometimes it isn't, and I get that there are issues, there are issues of uh, clinical, uh, physical immunity, mental health issues, whatever it is. But if possible, why you need to be in a church, physically in a church. Because it's so easy to think that, pick your guy, uh, Tim Keller's your pastor, right? Because you listen, you know, I'm going to say I'm from church, I'm just going to watch a Tim Keller sermon. Or Matt Chandler's your pastor. Or Brian Houston, Hillsong was your pastor, or whoever it is. But the problem is that as great of a sermon as those guys could give you, they don't don't know know you. you. They don't care about you. And guess what else? You don't know them. No. And you're not a part of that community. And so that digital world kind of tricks you into thinking that you are a part of a community. But when doubt strikes or sickness strikes or unemployment strikes or whatever, you know. Or for you to help someone or you to be helped. Matt not reaching out to you because he's not – he has become your digital pastor but not your real one. I mean I can't – you know what I mean? You want to see your pastor, look him in the eye. Right. Or, you know, you want to text your pastor and th- that whole thing. Yep. I need that open line of communication. I agree. Ah, it's so crazy. What a world we're living in. Yep. Uh-huh. Heaven help us. Yeah. Well, so when what about the cool pastor? I don't want a cool pastor. Okay. Do you want a cool pastor? I don't want it. I don't, what? First of all, who decides what's cool? Right. What? My cool might be, you know, cheese ball. Right. Right. Or well, you want some or, guy like, you know, okay, Christy, is a cool pastor important to you? No, I think for me, it's just biblical teaching, right? Strong biblical teaching. And if he happens to be cool, cool, then even better. But he doesn't. That's not like a requirement 
as a young person for me. Thank you. Well, there you go. Still, Christy. Okay, I mean, so this is what I was thinking about when I was reading the Hillsong art article earlier today. I'll, I'll close it up. Let's okay. This is 1 Corinthians 1. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and he chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. <laughs> I think that tells us that, that sure does. it's not enough. about being the cool congregant or the cool pastor. Right. Okay, we'll step away. Thanks for being with us. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. You're listening to 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Be right back. gentlemen boys and girls we've got a big old announcement the biggest of it extra extra read all about it big grab a seat pull up a chair cue the music welcome in the dancers that might be pushing it eh i didn't write this stuff okay here's the big announcement any word fm listener who uses United Faith Mortgage when purchasing a new home, we will pay $1,000 of your closing costs. Booyah! No gimmicks, no extra costs, just a healthy amount of niceness. Here's Uncle Ryan to wrap it up. The announcement is true. In reality, we believe that home purchases are going to pick back up this year, and we want to excite you to use us. We're a family mortgage team committed to this station, and we want to go the extra mile. We... Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm listener 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentist. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm. We'll treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start in john 836 so if the sun sets you free you will be free indeed and one way we can achieve that is by being debt free so let us help you today call us at 100 tax 3156 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the irs tax debt behind you for good again that number is 100 tax 3156 haiti was already the poorest country in the western hemisphere but earthquakes hurricanes and covid have made life even more difficult for families you can help rebuild haiti with Compassion International by texting the word radio to 97646. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. 
Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Talking about Hillsong, uh, there's an article in the New York Times today on Yahoo uh, about the collapse of uh, nine out of the 16 Hillsong churches in the United States. Anyway, we mentioned music uh, as part of our conversation in the last segment. And Christy, you said that the, the action, I mentioned like the chord structure is, chord structure is very simple in a, uh, in Hillsong song. And Christy, you were saying they were talking about the music in the documentary on Discovery Plus. Yeah. So somebody brought up, uh, there's a journalist that has followed the Hillsong uprise, if that's the right, <laughs> right word, but they said what makes the music so powerful is it makes you feel something in the way that it's recorded. So the, mm-hmm. the chords itself, make you feel emotional and like you're having a moment with God when you really just might be being manipulated. Well, I mean, I get that, but I mean, isn't all music meant to make you feel something and have you give you an experience? So, I mean, that just seems to me like someone's taking a cheap shot. Well, yeah, it could be someone taking a cheap shot, but I think you could level that same uh, criticism, not criticism, but make that same claim about U2's music or Coldplay's music. Could, very similar, right? U2 and Coldplay, also very simple chord-wise, but it's about dynamic, well, wait, right? Mean, it's about the build of it. And so whether it's Hillsong or it's... It's Christmas sun- Eve and I'm singing Silent Night. Or what, are you kidding me? Or it's Beautiful Day by U2 or, you know, whatever it is, you, there, there is an, a hugely emotional element more than there is than like... Silent Night? Or The Who or, you know what I mean? Well... A good worship song draws you closer to God, whether it's because of the chord structure or the words or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I, I can't fault Hillsong for that. I, I don't think to... it's a fault. I think maybe it's more, I mean, if he said manipulative manipulation. or she said manipulation, I don't know if that's what it is as much as it is that there is an emotional element to it. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.